Hey everyone, I have treats today. I have a little present for everybody listening. This is the hair episode. I'm interviewing, talking to celebrity hairstylist Cynthia Vanis, and we're talking about life and hair and all the things. But we are supported today by Virtue Labs Hair Care, and they are giving all you wonderful listeners, my wonderful listeners, thank you for listening, a deluxe hair mask sample. And I cannot say enough about these products. I really, I've been using them since quarantine started, actually, just treated myself some self-care. And I, I really feel like I have 10 years back on my hair. It smells delicious. It's just part of my self-care routine now. So go to my Instagram, which is at marissa.kennerson under my bio, and go to the link and get just a free, awesome um, sample, you know, big sample cute sample (laughs) and treat yourself and then if you want to try the virtue products which like I said I just absolutely love I love everything about them and I love everything about this company from top to bottom customer service to their creative director to their social media person I mean everybody is just awesome so cool I had to return one thing because it wasn't quite right for my hair they just switched it out no problem super quick response so take the hair quiz figure out what products are best for you and dive in. So get your sample for free and then use the code AGETHOUGHTFULLY20 to get 20% off and free shipping on any other products. Um, This code does not include 20% off on kits, duos, or professional sizes, but everything else. So again, that's AGETHOUGHTFULLY20 and enjoy. All right, let's talk about hair. I feel like there's a lot of emotions in your hair. So I feel like sometimes when you like, like I, after I had Penny, I didn't cut my hair and it just got really long. And I had like this weird postpartum hair that I was like super attached to for some reason. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm actually ready to like cut it. Like I'm ready to like shed it. I feel like it's part of like an evolution of like, who you are and like emotions too. I feel like it's not as simple as like, I'm ready for a haircut all the time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the hair episode of the Age Thoughtfully podcast. This is so exciting. We have celebrity stylist Cynthia Vanis, who is just fantastic and has worked on shows like Law and Order, SBU, Younger, my favorite, Search Party, and Katie Keene, one of my other favorites. So, so excited to have her here today. I don't know about you, but I've noticed changes in my hair as I've gotten older, and I've also noticed that certain habits and products actually really help. So Cynthia is here today to tell us about her journey and to give us some just really practical tips and tell us about some of her favorite products. After giving herself her first haircut at the age of five with a pair of kid scissors, she went on to cosmetology school in her home state of California. Upon graduation, she began working at a salon where she mastered the art of cutting, coloring, and styling. In 2007, she moved to New York City and began assisting some of the top hair and makeup artists for editorial shoots, fashion shows, commercials, and films, including the New York City Ballet and Prada. Since then, Cynthia has built a solid reputation as an enthusiastic and creative artist now working on some of your favorite hit TV shows, like I mentioned. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to Cynthia and hope you pick up some really fun practical tips. And it's just so fun to hear her story 
about how she got where she is today. Without further ado, Cynthia. Hello. Hello. I figured it out. I am so proud. <laughs> <laughs> I think because it, it said like, um, like I didn't have your number, like a contact. It, oh. it like, to you, it wouldn't turn blue. Interesting. So it was like just black and then I tried clicking on it and it wouldn't click. And then when I wrote to you, then all of a sudden it turned because it says like, do you want to like, you know, that gets that like spam thing. Yeah. You're like, is this so. legit? Is this a legit podcaster <laughs> here? <laughs> Funny, right? Yes. Well, welcome to the hair issue of the Age Thoughtfully podcast. Yay. Which is totally sorry, inspired sorry, by you. Again. <laughs> what is that? Is it all? Sorry for all the technical difficulty jargon. Oh, no, no problem. Yesterday we couldn't even overcome it. So we're doing great. <laughs> At yesterday I was like, okay, so we'll reschedule. <laughs> so, darling, uh, how is everybody doing today at your house? Pretty good. It, uh, we've had a funny, funny morning so far, but it's good. I feel like everyone at my house is losing it, but I'm like, the podcast must go on. Sorry, guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I literally also was like, oh, my God, it's two o'clock right now. Yeah, I had that, too. And I, like, slapped up my very janky podcasting session on my bedroom door. <laughs> Close the door. <laughs> okay. So, first question. How do you feel about glamour right now in these crazy times? Like, should people feel okay about wanting to feel a little glamorous? Like, what are your thoughts? You know, I am not a glamorous person. <laughs> I'm not, like, a do-my-hair-do-my-makeup kind of gal. Yeah. However, recently, because I'm not going anywhere and I'm not doing anything, I've cared a little bit more oddly. Yep. Like it somehow makes me feel a little bit better and like taking a little time to like do my skincare. And like I, my husband got me this like mini fridge for my birthday to put like my skincare in and like has like my little rollers and like. It just, I feel like it's something you can do for yourself to like, just make you feel good right now when like so much is making you kind of feel terrible. <laughs> I agree. I love that mini fridge. I saw it on your Instagram. <laughs> so funny. <right? laughs> yes. But I agree. Like when I put on makeup lately, I just, I'm like, oh, that's just something different too than. You know, Absolutely. You know? <laughs> so um, how do you think of hair as part of our identity? So, I mean, it's sort of created who I am, my hair, just Ooh, from, tell. <laughs> I mean, I grew up as a child with like, you know, ethnic textured hair and I didn't have ethnic parents. So like, yeah. it was sort of like, I had to figure it out and like combat it. And, you know, I learned at a very young age how to braid my hair because like my mom, came from the era where they like literally used an iron to like make sure their hair was straight and like you know they slept in big curlers or they you know they were always like it was like a fuss thing and so she didn't really know what to do with my hair uh it's very different from her she has very fine hair literally an iron like in the like in like the literally movies? an iron yeah i'm gonna send you a video of it. Um, okay amazing 
and she yeah she didn't really know like what to do with my hair so I sort of figured it out and you know then I met gel and I would always like kind of like slick it down and <laughs> um you know like there's always there's been an evolution and then I learned and then I got a flat iron I knew how to like get my hair really straight um like in high school like I uh you know when Reese Witherspoon had her like real feathered flat ironed look I was like I'm gonna do that and I and did could like, you do it wow oh yeah oh yeah I'm gonna send you a picture you're gonna die okay I love it. um and then I just sort of, I had to really like, you know, people have always made comments about my hair. Like, oh, you must be Jewish. You must be black. Like, <laughs> where do you get, where'd you get that hair? And I'm like, I don't know. It just grew out of my head this way. And, and is so there someone, just, some ancestor with beautiful curly hair like yours? You know, I, I feel like my dad's mom probably did. But again, she was like in that era where they like, you know, use big rollers and set yeah. their hair and stuff. So, I mean, there's definitely somewhere in the, you know, we I have five siblings and three of us have curly hair and three of us have straight hair. So it's just sort of like an interesting genetic, but mine is very, mine's different than everybody else's. Like my sister's is a much more soft curl. Um, my brother, you know, shaves his head because he doesn't want anyone to know he has curly hair. <laughs> like, really? Oh, yeah. Um, well, we all know now. We all know. <laughs> um, uh, so when did you learn to, like, love so your hair and work with your hair? I was always the person that, like, did my friend's hair in high school and did my um, sister's color. Like, I just was always wow. sort of, like, fascinated by it, always um, good at it, was always just, you know, like... Um, just it was just always part of my life I guess I and were you into the fashion of it or the glamour or the just punkness um, or what was it that was attracting you to that I did you want people to be pretty I don't know if it necessarily had a pretty thing it was more of like a creative yeah vision like kind of like sculpting and I just loved the way it felt in my fingers and I just yeah, I just like that you could kind of create something completely different with it than it is in its natural state. Totally. I just loved that. And how did you end up? You went, did you end up going to beauty school? I did. Yes. So funny enough, uh, I paid for myself to go through beauty school because my dad was like, you should go to a college. And I was like, well, but I already know what I want to do. And he was like, well, you're not going to make money doing hair. It's not a real job. <laughs> um, and then, like, you know, my sister has, like, a master's degree and in journalism, and she's a teacher, which is amazing, and she loves what she does, but, like, she went to school and isn't doing what she went to school for. So I feel like it's a different mentality to know that this is what I want to do with my life, and this is what I want to, like, hone my skill in on, and to know that and then be able to, like, do that but and hit and as a parent do you think and by the way everybody please follow Cynthia her daughter Penny which <laughs> give you so much joy every single day that'll you'll probably if Penny says she knows what she wants to do you might listen to her a little differently right having been through yeah and it's also very funny to ask her what she wants to be because, <laughs> because it's, <laughs> it's always evolving and 
always makes me laugh. So she's almost four, right? Yeah, she'll be four in December. So what have been some career thoughts so far from Penny? Um, well, she wanted to be a boob. <laughs> <laughs> Boobs are good. <laughs> that was my favorite. Um, then she wanted to be an archaeologist. Wow. Um, and then she's wanted to be a dress designer like Katie Keene, which I think is very sweet. It was a show that I worked on and uh and how I came to you by the way oh I love that that's so I don't even know how listeners I was following the Katie Keene site I love the I look because I love the hair and the makeup that's what I loved about the show and somehow we connected I love that I love that so much (laughs) um so then okay so you went to beauty school you paid for it by yourself yes I went to beauty school paid for myself to do it and then I just wanted to be like really good at it. Like I was like, I'm not going to do it and not be good. Like, I don't want to just be like someone just to doing it to do it. You know, like I wanted to like really, and I, I didn't want to do it for like work in a salon and I did work in a salon, which I did love. Um, but I had like bigger, bigger hair dreams. And yeah. I, um, was working two jobs at the time while I was putting myself through school. And then I would also go at the end of the day, um, there was a salon right by my house and I would just sit and watch because I was like, I have to just like, I'm a very visual learner and I would watch them like blowing hair out or cutting or coloring or whatever it was. And the salon owner came up to me and he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Cause I just like <laughs> sit in the waiting room, you know, like where people are waiting to like get their hair done. But I was just sitting there all the time watching. And was this in, um, Agura? Uh, it was actually in Thousand Oaks. Thousand Oaks. Okay. Yeah. And so he, I told him I was the center of hair fashion. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Um, So he asked me, you know, what I was doing. And then I said, I was going through beauty school and I just really wanted to be good at my craft. And I just wanted to watch. And I lived like right up the street and he was like, okay, well, when you uh, are finished, I'll give you a job. Wow. So I finished beauty school and I marched in there and I said, I am a licensed hairstylist. (laughs) And he was like, okay. And he hired me as his assistant and he and his wife were actually from New York and he um, was a cutter and she was a colorist. So I assisted the two of them. And then like, I didn't know at the time that they were selling the salon, but um, I worked with them for like three months, maybe four. And uh, someone had come in and they had asked for uh, finger waves. And he said, does anyone know how to do finger waves? And I was like, oh, I do. And he was like, great, uh, do it. And then I whipped them out real fast. They looked amazing. And it was for this girl's prom. And And what are finger waves? Finger waves are, um, I'm sure you've seen them. They're like kind of like that flapper wave with like the ridges. Um, Yeah. And you literally make the waves with your fingers. So it's the way you like manipulate the hair and with gel and the comb. And um, it's kind of like an old school technique. But when you're in beauty school, you literally, they teach you all of those things. Like you have to learn how to do them. And I was just so fresh out of beauty school that I had it like clocked. And I was like, I got this. (laughs) So I did that and he came up behind me and he put his hand on my back and he was like, you have no idea what you just did. 
And then the next day he like gave me my own station on the floor. And okay. the girls were like, not very friendly to me because they were a little bit like, why is she getting <laughs> a chair on the floor when she's like only been assisting for like a few months. Um, but I guess when he had made the deal with the salon, the new owners, he had said that anyone that was on the floor could remain uh, at the salon. So he was kind of just making sure I was secured. Okay. Yeah. Which was really cool. And then I worked there for uh, like a little over a year. And then I had in that meantime met a boy and then <laughs> he was, he got a job transfer to New York and um, strangely enough, like asked me to marry him. And I said, no, and I was like, the most I can do is move. Like, I can move with you and we'll see. But I, I was like 22 at the time. And I was like, I can't, like, say I'm going to marry you. But I'll just, like, move to New York. So then I moved. And then I, like. That's so interesting. So you bypassed Hollywood. Yeah. That's really interesting. Okay. So I flew to, so I'm in New York. And then I realized he was a maniac. <laughs> and um I was like I have to move out after like three months I was like and I didn't want to tell anybody in California that like I was not doing well because I was like this is I don't know I just felt like I was a failure or something I just didn't want to be like I'm coming back I sold my car quit my job <laughs> like I was like I have to like at least make New York work by the way I think I, did, I think I did that like four times <laughs> and I ended up the fourth time back in LA taking the bus to my temp job because my parents were like, oh, we're done with you. So, <laughs> just saying, <laughs> sold the car, did the whole thing about four times back and forth from New York. I said I had bicoastal disorder. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> so I went on like Craigslist, you know, when Craigslist was like the thing to do. Yes. And this woman was looking for a roommate and she had uh, a little girl who was actually a little bit older than Penny is now. So I was like, okay, she can't murder me. She has a child. And she needed a roommate for three months. And I was like, okay, three months is like just enough amount of time that like I can like figure it out. Like I'll have been in New York for six months. And like if it's not working after six months, like I felt like that was enough time to like figure it out. Um, so I moved in with her. And then she was a photographer for like um, editorial and like um, advertisement stuff. So she knew I was a hairstylist. So she was like, you should come to work. You would be amazing on set. So I went to work with oh. her one day and I met um, a bunch of hairstylists that were doing, you know, um, I think it was like a target ad or something like that. Um, very like corporate. And he was like, Oh, he's like, you do hair. I need an assistant. And I was like, great. I'm available. <laughs> I mean, what a road, the road rising to meet you kind of story. I know. And so I started working with him and then he introduced me to some other hairstylists. And then I started doing like fashion shows and um, mostly editorial, some advertisement stuff. Um, and then I slowly started doing like independent film and then got an agent and then started doing television. And that's kind of where I'm at now. So. And um, how did how did it feel to all of a sudden be in sort of celebrity circles doing celebrity hair? 
Was that a bit of an adjustment or felt great? Well, I, it's actually kind of funny. So (laughs) I um, was assisting on a job for like, um, I don't know if it was like bizarre, like it was one of the bigger magazines and I was in the bathroom and Rose Byrne was there (laughs) and I saw her, I was washing my hands and I look at her and I was like, oh, hi. Like, cause it, you know, she, her face was so familiar. I just like, assumed yep, yes. I knew her and she just sort of like smiled and was like, hi. <laughs> and, and then we walk into the room and then like the next thing I know, I'm like helping do her hair. And I was like so embarrassed. Cause I was like, oh my God, you don't know these people. You just think that you do because like you've yes. seen them yes. a million times. And then um, a few years later, I actually ended up doing a movie with her. And then I told her and she recognized me from the photo shoot. And I had told her about that moment in the bathroom and she kind of laughed and she, she was like, Oh, I just like, she's like, I didn't even really think about it. Cause I just like, then I saw you two seconds later and you were like doing my hair. So I just assumed you knew, like, you know what I mean? Like I hadn't put it all. Just friendly. Yeah, just super friendly, <laughs> especially in the bathroom. <laughs> that feeling happens being in LA all the time where I'm like, Oh, wait no not at all I don't know that person and you do you feel a little bit like an idiot yeah and like they have because you no think you knew them you are and they're just walking no, around everybody but I'm sure knows. it happens I'm sure they're like oh that thing is happening that happens all the time right. <laughs> you know it is funny when it does escape you and you're like hi or like do I know you from and they're like you know you know me from television they don't say it but they're just like I don't know what well, it is. This is and then you realize what's happening you walk away. This is a funny story that's actually my husband's story, but he loves to tell it. But um, I can't remember what the actor's name is. He was on Mr. Robot. Um, but my one of my Remy yes. Mal, the big, yes, yes, like yes. the Remy yes. Mal. Yes, 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 right? yes. Okay. So okay. he, we were at a barbecue with him. Um, because after doing shows and being, I do have a few like celebrity friends, which is funny to say, but. We were at a barbecue. Yeah, it's truth. Yeah. <laughs> and he was there and my husband was like, oh my gosh, I just saw you. And he was like, yeah, I'm in a TV show. And he was like, no, no, no. I saw you at, <laughs> I saw you at Banana Republic yesterday buying um, button downs. And he was like, oh yeah, no, that was me. <laughs> and like, that is he, so like, funny. I had totally really seen him like out in life. And he thought that, that he was just going to say like, oh I saw you on a TV show and he was like, no. Yeah. So used to that. And I think um, here, like we're so trained to pretend we don't know who the person is too. I remember, and Cynthia was on younger, which is like one of my all time favorite shows. And I'd get coffee and Hillary Duff was hanging out there a lot. And I would just pretend I didn't even see I her. Know, it's so weird. Cause that's what you do. <laughs> Instead of being like, I love your show. I know. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm curious, do you think there are hairstyles anymore or that's kind of a thing of the past? Like people can do whatever they want with their hair now. Um, I definitely feel like there's like trends. Are there any right now? I mean, now? right now, no. I mean. Well, I mean, not right, right now. But <laughs> right like... now, no. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's like, um, you know, people will see something like, you know, Lucy Hale just changed her hair from dark brown to red. So all of a sudden people I feel like are going to be like, oh, maybe I should do red hair. Like, I feel like those are, yeah, I, can like, see I that. feel like people get inspired and then it becomes like a trend yeah. and then it starts to be like a thing. 
Um, I mean, I feel like everybody's got like a bun and like overgrown hair. Totally. But I've also seen, especially on Instagram, I've seen a, a sort of new trend lately of like letting your hair grow out, like letting your gray come in and letting like that be like a thing and like making it cool and like showing that, you know, evolution. I think that is so amazing. You know, you know me, I have literally consulted (laughs) with you on DM about the gray. I don't like it. I think it's so amazing on other women though. And I love when they grow up. I know it's a very strange thing to me. Also, my mother-in-law is all gray and doesn't color her hair. I don't think she's ever colored her hair. And I like look at her and I mean, and she's beautiful and it looks amazing. And I'm like, but is that what my husband's going to expect from me? Like, is he going to expect that I'm just going to like let my hair be like, and I love experimenting with my hair. And um, about a year ago I went blonde. I hadn't colored it for many years and then decided to do something different. And I just didn't ever want to feel like I can't do that, you know? Yeah, totally. And I think uh, we we really do have to accept who we are in this. Like, I don't like gray in my hair. I don't like the texture of it. I think it ages me too much at the moment. My mom went all gray really early and it was beautiful. But then she went blonde when she was like in her late 60s. So yeah, I think you definitely have to do what's right for you. And I would imagine your husband knows you are always (laughs) going to experiment with your hair. (laughs) Absolutely. And he loves it too. He's always for it. And do you think most people are adventurous or with their hair or most people aren't? You know, the one thing that I, and I hate to use the word hate, but disliked about when I worked in the salon is people would come in and they would say, can you do exactly what you did the last time? And you're like, really? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And And I was young, you know, I was like my early 20s and I was like, is this going to be my whole life of people just being like, can you just do the same thing? And I was like, I don't like, that was where I knew that I didn't want to be in the salon world. Cause I was like, I need, I wanted to be creative and I wanted to like create. And that's one of the best things about working in television is you're creating characters. Like you're creating people. You're like, Oh, this is their job. So they would have this kind of hair and like, Oh, but they actually mm. like, they're like this. So like, you know, you're really telling a story. I love that. And do you do research for roles? Yeah, so I'm actually um, starting a new show. um, Tell us, tell us. based off of a podcast, which is really fun. Um, And what's the uh, podcast called again? Dr. Death. Okay, I have to catch up on that. It's a true story. Um, And so they don't want to necessarily, like, emulate exact replications of these people who were actual people. But it's, um, you know, the early 90s and 2012. So it's like you kind of have to look up like what that character would look like or why they would have hair like that. Or would they be like, would they have 2012 hair or would they still have like 2002 hair because they haven't really like caught up with the times? Like you kind of have to figure out like, okay, what are they doing? Who are they? Are they like I love that subtlety. So that's, that's really fun to me. Like trying to figure out like, okay, so, and, and flashbacks are the way a lot of characters like flashing back in time. So you have to sort of like use their hair to like differentiate, like, okay, this is now a different time period, which is cool. 
I was watching um, Away last night with Hillary Swank, and I noticed they did a flashback. Back oh, yeah, there you go. You're like, that's how you know. Okay, this is a different time period. Something's changed. Um, and where do you go for inspiration when you're doing a new show? I also want to know the premise. So I've got two questions. So where do you go for inspiration uh, in your research? So, in- One. so usually the internet. Um, I will okay. – it depends on what it is. Like my – the show that I was – I was doing a show that got shut down – right before COVID happened. And it was um, like, I'm so sad it didn't become a show because it was such a cool premise. Um, but it was about Dracula's wives. And it was like over Ooh. decades. So we did like, I had like a Marie Antoinette inspiration and like all these other like era inspiration. So those we actually went to like the books for and like looked in old books um some internet stuff but also like old 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 hairstyling because they had they had like epic wigs and epic hair pieces and even the men and like all these things so we really like dove in to like really find that but like sometimes just like instagram um for this show in uh one of the characters is supposed to be in 91 and so we're like, oh, it should really actually be like the end of the 80s. And my husband, <laughs> we were like driving home from upstate and he was like, oh, look up Wayne Gretzky. Like, I remember he had like kind of a mullet. Like, and so it's just look, thinking of yes. like, you know, characters of just the world, you know, like people you've seen or know or be like, oh, that actually, it should be kind of like, you know, people always talk about like Farrah Fawcett's hair. You know what era that is, you know, so like iconic yeah hair in certain time periods like really stand out so you kind of like search though like I looked up like mullets but like it's always exaggerated and like so you kind of have to like narrow it down and then he was like oh what about that movie mannequin I'm like oh that was actually 89 so that's a good time period Andrew yes you kind of have to like go in I don't know just yeah visually just thinking of that time period and who really stuck out and how much do you work with a makeup artist beforehand so we i would imagine 90s brown lipstick yeah so things like that the makeup and the hair and the wardrobe are we're all like connected because we can't like everybody's telling a story and most times like the costume designer is the first person to start working and then hair and makeup work after that so the costume designer usually pulls all of the looks and then they send us the lookbook and then we get the characters and then we're like okay this character I think would look like this and they're like yes oh my god that's perfect and or they might be like oh we have hats so it's like oh, okay cool so we need to work in a hat here or oh we have they're going to be wearing glasses so then you're like okay if they have glasses then we should do you know so there's like all these other factors to like deciding like what, what a fun collaboration it's really fun. Yeah, I bet. Um, so tell us just a little, the premise of the show. So it's, a, so it's actually look a true story it. of this doctor who like basically like maimed people and was like, um, like ended up, there was these other two doctors that sort of figured out like what he was doing and were like out to figure out how to stop him. And a bunch of people, like, got hurt before he finally got, you know, taken out. Yikes. This was in it, the late uh, 80s? It happened in early 90s? 
yeah, not that long okay. ago. Okay, that's. Um, but it yeah, flashes back to that's like horrific. Early, so you kind of understand who he was and where he came from. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we will look for. Yeah, it, it sounds dark. Yeah, it'll be. Fun. It's different <laughs> than like I, I'm. Uh, my friend Maggie is directing it, and she directed Katie Keene, and she was like, "It's not like CW," and I was like okay, like I got it. Like, it's just like a different vibe and I'm excited to do something, you know, like I, of course I love, you know, I love doing Hillary's hair. I loved doing um, Katie's hair for or Lucy, but um, and, you know, I love that like polished and done hair, but it'll be nice to like switch it up and do something a little more like subdue and more like less focus on like the glamor of it and more like, realism absolutely i have a friend who's a stylist and she'll feel the same way like to make people just like sort of trendy and cool it's one thing but when she gets to do period pieces and or things that are yeah, off, it really so. is so fun um so i remember she did the i'll call them the ladies of the night for deadwood and it was like her favorite yeah ever so fun. and um so okay um do you think that people should kind of stick to a hair cut for their face or it's pretty like people could do more than they think they can do. Um, I think I definitely think the shape of your face does play into like how you should look. I always nine times out of 10, I feel like people's hair should be parted on the opposite side. They usually parted on, which is kind of a fun thing. Yes. Like really, I, I don't know if it's like they're looking in the mirror, like in their thing is reverse. Like, I don't know what it is, but I always like, <laughs> instinctually I'm like oh I feel like I don't know that's wrong okay um but I think I have a calic like I don't think I could even do it right in that front too you're like (laughs) you're you're just just sorry (laughs) you're just gonna look a little off (laughs) fun to try new things I definitely feel like people get stuck in a certain look um Yes. But I also feel like if it's working, like don't necessarily need to like, I feel like there's a lot of emotions in your hair. So I feel like sometimes when you like, like I, after I had Penny, I didn't cut my hair and it just got really long. And I had like this weird postpartum hair that I was like super attached to for some reason. And then finally, I was like, you know what? I'm actually ready to, like, cut it. Like, I'm ready to, like, shed it. I feel like it's part of, like, an evolution of, like, who you are and, like, emotions, too. I feel like it's not as simple as, like, I'm ready for a haircut all the time. I feel like it holds feelings. No, I mean, yeah. Like, I I think I've had basically the same haircut since high school. I've cut it off a few times, like, really sort of chopped it into a bob. And I never get great feedback out in the world or the, the amount of. I don't like that. <laughs> like, I wish I was like, I don't care what anybody thinks, but I know I don't love it when I don't get being honest here as much attention or as many looks or like my long hair is yeah, like such a part totally. of my identity. Yeah, it's beautiful. But thank you. I remember I, I did chop it off um, a couple of years ago quite a bit and I cried and my son was like, what are you? I cannot believe you're crying right now. I think he was maybe like nine. 10 he's like I've never I've never seen the side of you what's wrong <laughs> you know? and I'm like I, I just feel different I don't feel like myself but um I, I sort of wish I wasn't like that I wish I would yeah I get more. it I get that 
Yeah. Um, and you know, do you, don't you think as you get older, you just sort of care less what people think in general? So maybe that'll yeah, transfer to I hair. Feel, yes. I feel like that is the hardest lesson is to not care about what other people think in general. <laughs> yeah. And I saw that you said you're um, following more body positivity people on Instagram. And to me that it's all related when you start to be like, I'm owning this, whatever it is, like my body, how I want my hair to look. Absolutely. I saw like a thing on Instagram and it was like, it said something about like, change your genes, not your person. And I was like, oh my God, like I can just buy one size bigger jeans and like not beat myself up about it. And then I like did it. And then I was like walking around and then my friend Jen was like, oh my God, I love your jeans. They look so good on you. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so this oh. is what I've been missing like this whole time, like in this new postpartum body where you're like not feeling like yourself, like all you have to do is buy a new pair of jeans that fit this new body and then you can feel better. Like no one tells you that. <laughs> like I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. And I have... A pair of jeans. I had a weird experience. I got so skinny from breastfeeding and it wasn't, it was like 10 pounds mm-hmm. thinner than I've ever been. And then when I stopped best breastfeeding, I had to get right. used to sort like, of being normal again. <laughs> and I still have a pair. Yeah. Isn't that, it's kind of um, ironic. I still have a pair of jeans in my drawer from that era. And people are like, don't try to fit into your old jeans. And when I, when I saw your post, I was like, I think I just really yeah. genuinely need to get rid of those because that's, it's depressing and it's never going to happen. It doesn't right. I mean, need I, to The happen. other thing is like, it's not even necessarily like the dreaded, like F word. Like it's not always fat. Like sometimes your body just like your hips are wider. Like there's just. Oh my God. My back is wider. Like, and I'm a pretty, the area mm-hmm. where I'm small is around my rib cage. Yeah. It's, it's just bigger. It's just bigger. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's yeah so I agree it's yeah it's just changes and um so yeah I might get a little braver with my hair we'll see do you think question for all of us brunettes can we go blonde over 40 and not have our hair I mean like or is it anybody with the proper (laughs) like attention can, (laughs) can be blonde um it's not an overnight process for anybody like, especially okay. someone like you who has been coloring their hair dark for a long time. Like, you have, yeah. you have, to, there's like color buildup. You yeah. Know? You can't just overnight expect it to all be gone. Um, but I definitely, like, I actually posted the other day, like, asking if people use blonde to, like, help cover their grays. Cause, like, my temples are getting really light. And I was like, well, if I just keep being blonde, like, no one's going to notice. <laughs> So I feel like yeah. going lighter as you age, like actually is like kind of what mother nature does for you anyway. Cause you always get like the temples or like the first part to like go lighter. So it just sort of, I don't know, can freshen you up. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I sent you that Drew, Drew Barrymore where she put on the blonde wig and she was like, Oh my God, I'll never do this again because it's too much work. But blonde is fabulous. Yes. Like, and also I love her. I did a movie with her last year. Um, yeah. I hope it oh, she's so um, cute. comes out and everybody. Can see it. <laughs> I hope it does too. I know. I love, I think we like, all love Drew. Everybody will watch it because everybody loves her. Like she's just such a lovable gal. She is. Now, before we get to like 
hair tips for our listeners and products and fun things. These actresses or actors who are wearing wigs, whenever I've worn a wig for Halloween, I hate it. Are wigs better now? Like it's amazing to me when someone wears a wig so for a movie. Or... A Halloween wig and a and a wig for film are very different. Like they okay, <laughs> one good point. usually custom made <laughs> to fit somebody's head. So like your head is wrapped, they measure it. You, you know, you you basically get your like wig wrapped uh, style to like so they know exactly how the wig will fit onto your head. So then they measure it and then the wig okay. is made for your head. So it it's going to sit on your head differently. Like it's not going to like itch or pull back. Like it's really going to sit like your hair would. Um, obviously wigs are always a little okay. bit uncomfortable because it's like something on top of your hair. Um, but it's definitely yeah. a different game when it's like also real human hair that's not synthetic and like flows and and feels like hair rather than being like oh I'm wearing a wig like for Halloween and I loved Cynthia when I sent you that picture of Nicole Kidman and her new HBO show and I'm like oh my god look at her hair and I'm picturing like dry bar or something and you're like girl that's a wig and I was like oh that's a wig (laughs) <laughs> but kind of to us mortals out here it's sort of like oh okay well a lot of actors yeah, kind of helps enjoy a wearing bit. wigs um because it preserves their hair like the amount of time that they have to sit in the chair is less because they just get their hair wrapped up they get this wig that's already styled plopped on their head and then they're like good to go you know it's a it's a different process and also they don't have to worry about their hair being broken they don't have to worry about maintaining their color there's like so many other factors that get kind of put aside when you kind of just have this wig that just sort of lives for you especially for a character and it's I never I just didn't think about that and the movie magic I get so caught up in the illusion of it I love when there's like some character who never works out and has the most amazing body, but their character like <laughs> eats horribly and, you know, what never sleeps. And I, I'm like saying, like I have to say to myself, I that's know. not, this is a fantasy. You know, <laughs> this person would, this, this person with these actions would not have that body. Probably, you know. <laughs> so, okay. So what kind of hair regimen do you recommend for listeners? Like how, how do you want people to be taking care of their hair and as they age and what do you recommend? What are your favorite, um, favorite things thing right, right now? now is, and I never even thought, and I've been doing hair for a while about how important it was to like, keep your scalp healthy. Um, my, yeah. my friend who's also a fellow hairstylist, um, she like created this amazing hair oil that I'm obsessed with. And then she just came out with like a scalp purifying one. And I like tend to sort of like, especially when the seasons change, like my scalp will get a little bit drier or a little flaky or a little itchy, like from wearing like hats, if it's like cold out. And it's just like a little bit of like oil that you like kind of, you know, as if you were coloring your hair, you just kind of like section through and give it like a nice massage, which who doesn't? enjoy like a little massage yes um what's it called literally 
it's her name is or her company is May 11. I think it's like just purifying scalp oil. I'll I'll look it up and send you the link. Um, okay. Exact. Um, but that I think because I think people forget that like you have to like have a healthy scalp to have healthy hair. Um, and yeah, it's just and you just and you can like sleep in it. It smells like a dream, and then you like wash it out in the morning and like all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, my scalp feels so amazing. Like who knew like that, that would be such a factor in like feeling good and feeling clean and feeling refreshed. I bet. And there's a lot of nerve. Yeah. Like I really was, I was, I literally messaged her afterwards and I was like, Oh my God, my life just changed. It's amazing. I'm like, it's, it's really good. And there's tons of companies that have similar things, but for some reason, for I noticed Virtue now has like a um, yes. exfoliator, a scalp exfoliator. They, and I, that sounds they exciting. They are amazing. <laughs> They're me. very similar. Like I love that. Like we, I used to have one of my actors who has very curly hair and he was always complaining about like dry scalp or whatever. And we got him like a scalp exfoliator and he was like, what? I didn't even know this was a thing. And we're like, yes, it's magical, right? Yeah, I need to order some of this yeah, stuff up. Sounds good, great. Good. <laughs> How well, often do you see, want people to wash that depends on your hair. hair type. Like, I could literally never wash my hair again, and you probably okay. wouldn't tell. Like, you would have no idea. Or... Yeah. Curly yeah. girl. I remember that was her thing. Do you remember that? I Did you see so. that book a long time ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, usually I'm more of like a conditioned gal. And then I will wash it, you know, because of product buildup and stuff, but um I'm not I mean I'm, I every time I shower I wet my hair like water runs through it but there's not always like a cleanser um but I think okay. it, I think it really depends on your hair like my husband's hair gets greasy in like an hour I'm like what'd you do to it and it's like you know he's riding <laughs> his bike he's like doing things and or working out like there's other factors I feel like in your life that add to like the care yeah, like a big Although workout. I will say, like, Living Proof has an amazing my, yeah. dry shampoo for after workouts. Like, it just, you put it in and, like, let it sit for a minute. And then all of a sudden, it's like you have magically fresh washed hair. Wow. Okay. I would try that. And do you believe, like, do we have to buy expensive shampoo and conditioner? Can you do cheap shampoo and... You know, with good, I mean, you, I, you I are probably like a clean, clean lady, products. Right? like clean I ingredients. Clean ingredients. I do like, I do too. you know, there's like, um, a few things that do have some chemicals where I'm like, you just gotta like treat yourself sometimes. <laughs> but I feel like if the majority of the stuff you yeah, use, yeah. use is cleaner, then that's good. Like you have, you can't be an all or nothing person. I think that that also creates a different sort of problem in itself. You know what I had that with the other day? Lady shaving cream. I was trying to use the mm-hmm. natural stuff, and I was. Like the creams. I gunks up my razor. <laughs> I was at the store, and I'm like, I just want yeah, that strawberry smelling horrible dye. It's so bad. I'm like, I'm opening my pores, basically, and it's got, like, red dye in it. But I'm like, but it's I so. I know. There is some things that so just well. work. <laughs> um, there, like, Kristen S. has, like, a whole line at um, Target. And I feel like that's accessible to everybody. Her price, 
like her price point is really good. Okay. She's starting to have um a like she has like a curly line and she has like a straight line. Like she has something that kind of gears to it. And I feel like the biggest mistake most people make is not reading a bottle. Like you pick up a shampoo and you're like, oh, this isn't really working for my hair. And you're like, oh, well, this is for like, this is a clarifying shampoo, which is going to like take everything out of your hair or like, oh, this is a, you know, a thickening shampoo. Like you really have to like know what it's going to do to know how it's going to perform for you. I think a lot of people kind of just kind of grab and go or are distracted by packaging, which I think a lot like it plays a lot in it to me because I'm like oh but I really want the pink bottle <laughs> like it's so pretty and I'm like but the pink bottle isn't gonna work yes. for your hair <laughs> <laughs> totally and now you mentioned clarifying I love a clarifying um, shampoo once a week is that do people have to be careful of that if they're blonde um, clarifying or more shampoos color are or... great I, I think they're awesome especially before you're gonna like do anything to your hair you know like a good clarifying before you I don't know it depends on your hair like if you're going to color it or something like that I think it's color really it. good um, if you're someone who works out a lot or your hair gets really oily clarifying shampoos are awesome or if you're someone that uses a lot of product and you get a lot of build up um, I use one maybe like once a month because I don't wash my hair that often and so I will use a good clarifying shampoo because yeah. I'm like I'm doing a wash I'm getting everything out um, but I think more than once a week it would definitely strip the hair of too much of what it naturally needs <laughs> okay i may uh slow down on my clarifying <laughs> um okay let's see what else have i got here um actually this is uh, totally yes. jumping you are a vegetarian tell me about that and how that is that when did you uh, become a vegetarian? Is, is your whole family? Um, okay. So I why you are? never really liked it. It always kind of like freaked me out. My dad was a hunter. It was very like present in our lives as a kid. <sighs> and then when my parents separated, I just boycotted it. <laughs> I just never ate it again because I was like, dad's not here to force yeah. me to eat it. I'm not going to. And then I just... I was seven and I just never ate it again. It's been almost 30 years later. Wow. But do you believe I it's the way to go? I think everybody's body is health? different. Um, strangely enough, um, okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of like the blood type diet. Um, so. Yeah, uh, I have. Mine's yeah, vegetarian. So when I and was I like pregnant, I had never known my blood type. And then when I was pregnant, I figured out what it was, which I don't remember what it is now. Um, but I looked it up and it said that I was supposed to be a vegetarian. And so I think that it just worked for me because that's just how my body naturally metabolized things. But I do have a very good friend who yeah. like every time she gets her period, like she needs like meat, like she needs the steak, she needs the stuff and like her blood type. I think she's like, oh, or something. Which I think is like supposed to be like a meat eater, and she like really needs that. Like it, she needs that extra iron and that extra stuff. That, um, and and that's just like how her body is. I think it's better for like the environment. <laughs> like, 
Um, yeah. And I think yeah, there's totally. so many wonderful alternatives now. Like my husband just became vegetarian at the beginning of this year, um, basically because of the impossible burger. Cause he was like, okay, that's like my thing. Like sometimes I just really want a burger. Like I just like the ritual of it, you know, like the lettuce, the tomato, the, the ketchup, like he just loves yeah. the thing, you know? And so because of that, he was like, you know what? I think I'm a, I can do it because there's something that that's giving me that same satisfaction. And um, we were in Boston and he, my daughter is a vegetarian. She's been a vegetarian her whole life. And she, he ordered some fish and she was like, and we just gone to the aquarium and she looked at him and she was like, are you eating what we just saw at the aquarium? And he was like, yeah. yeah. And I think that kind of like made him feel like he didn't want to do it anymore either. Yeah. I remember when my son about Penny's age said, the chicken I'm eating right now, that's not like the, the chickens, like chicken right. chickens, right? At nursery like, school, yeah. you know, preschool. And I was like, <laughs> uh, it is my son. <laughs> My brother, who is vegan, is always like, that was your opportunity right there to right. steal the veganism for life. And you missed it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and what about dairy? I, you eat dairy, I will right? eat some I dairy, some cottage yes. cheese on um, your feed. It depends on what it is. I, it's so what hard for think me because I, see, like, yeah. I have a friend who's very vegan and she posts a lot of like vegan things. And she'll post like how like they're milking these cows and whatever, but I'm also still breastfeeding. I breastfeed an almost four year old and like, I know what, yeah. and of course it's very different. Like obviously a cow giving humans their milk, but I also know that like, it is a relief to get your milk taken. And I also feel like if it's, there's certain things that do help me and they do help me feel better, like by eating just a little bit of it. But like, I love sour cream more than anything in the entire world. And I just found a sour cream that, like, is a replacement. And I'm like, okay, good. Like, I can let that. And. Yeah. It's like an almond. Well, what's, what, is, what um, is it made of? Uh, I think it's okay. like, yeah. Because I was, like, worried. It was a lot of things, a lot of non-dairy things um, take on the coconut flavor. Where I'm like, okay, I don't really want to have the coconut you know, like, especially in like a savory dish where you're like, no, right. I just really want it to feel creamy or whatever. But like, I, it's, I think it was yes. by like, um, I forget what it is, like kite something. Um, and I like made mashed potatoes with it, which I also love. And I was like, oh my God, these are incredible. They taste like mashed potatoes. Like, so you can like slowly let it go. And I'm trying my best to find like alternatives to just yeah, we um, my son is allergic to nuts because I think he would really benefit from yeah, giving up dairy. But really is, if you are allergic to nuts, it is hard. Yeah, and then too unless much you want to go pure soy, tricky too. Exactly. At that point, I'm. Like, I know. Oh, it's, I think might be I think I a know. little bit <laughs> is okay. Like I think everything in moderation is always okay. Yeah. I agree with that. Did we, are there any products you did not mention that you wanted to tell listeners about for hair oh, or skin um, before we jump to our last question? No, I feel, I mean, nothing's like screaming. Just want to make sure nothing, that, in you know, you have to have, but I just feel like taking a little bit of care, especially as you're getting older, like 
this <laughs> this morning I from my little fridge got my eye cream out and I didn't real like I left it. I forgot to grab it because I have it in the little fridge now. And when I packed <laughs> I know it's so silly. And I love that. When so I much. packed up my little bag <laughs> to go upstate we went to see my in-laws and I didn't have it all week. And I didn't realize like what a difference it just makes my day and my face and my life feel like just by putting a little eye cream on. Like I just feel like it just helps yeah. and like it makes me feel prettier and it makes me feel like somehow put together yeah it's your micro it's ritual, like that, too. That little ritual. but i also class feel on like that yesterday start yeah. using eye cream like even if you're not even feel like you don't need it yet like just take care of your skin wear sunscreen <laughs> like, you know okay it's always yes. easier to prevent yes, than yes, to yes. like so fix later <laughs> that is my age thoughtfully motto <laughs> I love it um, I, mean, I so listen you know to your show is. but then I'm like oh my god I don't think I have you an answer to a few for this episodes. Okay, I put okay your three tips for aging thoughtfully staying vibrant for the long haul I mean eye cream <laughs> and eye cream could be number one <laughs> I also think um, I didn't realize, I, I think laughing, I think you really, it's like yes. the one thing about being a mom that I didn't realize I wasn't doing like for a period of my life was laughing, like just genuinely mm, like yes. in your belly laughing. And I think you just have to like find those mom moments and those joys um, because I feel like that helps you yes. stay young, you know, it's just in your heart. It is so true. It's funny. My friend told me to listen to Smartless, the Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, Will Arnett uh, podcast. Yeah. And it makes me laugh so hard and I, now. So I do, I listen to it all the time because I'm like, I That's know so the important. joy I get from that kind of laughter. And what else? I think, okay. I think also finding time for yourself, which I am very bad at doing because I'm always like, oh, I work so much and I have to have time for Penny or like whatever. And it's actually kind of how I discovered podcasts because like being in my car or commuting, like I would get restless, like being like, oh my God, I'm in traffic. This is just more time away. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I have like 45 minutes. And I would, and I would just like listen to a podcast and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm with a friend. Like, I feel like I'm learning and doing something in a time where I felt like it was like wasted by doing something for myself. Yes. Yes, I totally agree. And I think when we do take that time for ourselves and podcasts are so fabulous that way, absolutely. you're just nicer. Absolutely. You don't right? come, you're not coming off be of around. it feeling hassled. You're coming off of it um, feeling like enriched. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can so you tell awesome. Penny that we all say hi and we love her? I heard, I, I kind of heard her in the I background. She's I'm so like, fabulous. I say hi to Penny. <laughs> She's so fabulous. Tell her we say hi. And Thank it you. has I'm been so wonderful to have you on the like, show. Yeah. Hear it. See how I sound. <laughs> like... 
Oh, and will you give a little plug for yes, your new so podcast? I, I know that it's start a podcast in the works. And um, it's going to be called Combing Through Motherhood. So it's going to be a little bit about hair and a little bit about motherhood and a little bit about just life. And yeah, I... Such a good name. Ironically, like, thought of it in my sleep. Woke up and was like, oh, I know what it's going to be. <laughs> I love that awesome. so much. Thank and you. I when it is ready, that. I will be sharing it. Well, Sounds I will cool. talk thank to you, you soon. And thank you so much, Cynthia. <laughs> okay, bye. everybody isn't she fun Cynthia is just the coolest I really do encourage you to follow her on Instagram I will put her her handle and everything in the show notes she's so transparent and about motherhood and her days and then also she just does really cool stuff (laughs) it's just a fun feat it's like a little bit of glamour a little bit of motherhood and a lot of wisdom Thank you so much for tuning in today. Again, I'm your host, Marissa Kennerson, and I'm a life coach. If you would like to work with me, please email me at mkennerson at gmail.com. We can work on aging thoughtfully. We can work on trying to figure out your next steps, or maybe you're exactly where you want to be and you just want to keep going and getting better at it. I do all the things. I also, I'm a fiction writer, trained as an art therapist, so I love to use the creative arts when I am coaching. Talk to you next week, and what else do I have to say? You know, the old uh, leave me a positive review on Apple Podcasts if you're feeling generous. Send me a note, tell me what you think of the show, and just please, um, I hope you have a great week, and if you don't have a great week, I'm sending you all the love and all the care and whatever you need. These are crazy times, and I'll be back week with a wonderful guest to help us age thoughtfully. Ciao for now.